Backpack Broadcasting continues to bring you the best original sports content, but now you can get more of the content you love. For as little as $3 a month, you can get access to bonus content, including behind-the-scenes footage and interviews from the Sports Walk, Sideline Stories, or the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. All this exclusive content comes via Patreon. There are tiered levels of patronage, and each Backpack Broadcasting patron receives exclusive perks. Your support helps Backpack Broadcasting create more of the original content that you love. Visit Backpack Broadcasting's Patreon page and become a patron today. Podcast episode 194. Dexter Henry, Brian Fonseca here. Dave, what's up, man? How you doing? Doing all right. Doing uh, a lot better than some NBA players mentions today. I'll <laughs> say that much. I'm sure you are. It's been, it's been, it's been a rough <laughs> time. Uh, this podcast is exciting for us because the NBA season not officially underway, but we are somewhat at the start. Media day, as we were recording this at the beginning of the week, uh, occurred today. And there was a lot that went around in media day. And there's a lot to talk about at the start of the season, particularly surrounding vaccines and the miseducation of those people who are anti-vax. Uh, but we will get into all that. To discuss this, we have to bring the guys that we know we love to talk basketball with all yep. the time. First Absolutely. of all, my guy from the Seven Footers podcast, he is the co-host of there. You also see him on True Hoop. You also catch him on the NBA Exchange with me once a week actually bringing nuance to an NBA conversation. It's my man, Gerard Hector. Gerard, what's up, bro? We're going to have all the nuance today. It's going to be like that. It's going to be like a nuance Wednesday, except it's Monday. All the nuance. (laughs) It is. And then our other homeboy, guy who is the host, co-host of the Bros Pod. I was just on that with him a couple of weeks ago. You also can see his work in the Undefeated. He is the college basketball guru that more people need to give him credit for. Blackatologist, my man, Jamal Murphy. Murph, what's up, man? What up, what up, what up? I'm here. Murph, Murph we love that you are wearing the uh, Seattle Mariners hat. Shout out yes. to Ken, Griff- Ken Griffey Jr. Yes, and we yes. also see that you have some sort of hip-hop shirt on, uh, starting with Biggie. I don't know who the other four people are on that list, but I'm sure it's probably good. Yeah, there's a, couple, Jay-Z. There's a couple, okay. couple, couple legends on there. Okay, just a, just, a, just a couple of couple of legends, couple, couple of legends, legends there. Okay, nothing wrong with that. All right, guys, we're gonna get into it because we got a lot to talk about on this episode. Uh, I can see Gerard. I know you are raring to go, Brian. I know you are raring to go uh, on a lot of topics. But let's start off. Today was today was media day for a bunch of teams. Um, Gerard and Jamal, you both were at Nets media day. And we're able to talk and see a lot about what people had to say. Uh, oh, let's just take an overall view of this. What was everybody's reaction to the first day of media day and some of the stuff we heard? Anything shocking, surprising? Uh, how excited is everybody for this upcoming season? Brian, you're laughing. You can go ahead. I mean, nothing shocking, but like, could we just get right into the vaccine shit? Because like that, chill, chill, so, man, chill. That's why we're here. You know what I mean? Like that's why we're really here. You're talking about um, 
damn, I should look clean. Maybe this uh, Thunderbolt shit is actually working. Just, yeah, just you, wanted to yeah, point you see, that out. Yeah, you, you see what happens when you step your internet game up? It can be actually, it can be better. Yes. We yeah, we're hardwired in today, baby. Okay, um, okay. So basically, the thing that got my attention the most was uh, Bradley Beal just choosing to be like really ignorant with his comments. Um, and we can get into like the nuts and bolts of that, but you know, we're starting to, we're, we're soon, we're going to have a running list of guys who are just not vaccinated. Um, people are going to make those lists because, you know, to keep track because they're fans of the team, fans of the league, fantasy basketball purposes and things of that nature. But, uh, some of the answers were quite embarrassing today. Bradley Beal with, uh, Andrew Wiggins, who we've learned about and, uh, the big one, I suppose, is Kyrie Irving. Um, Devin Booker, I, Gerard, you're going to have to clarify for me, but you're like, we're sure that he's not vaccinated because he's in health and safety protocol right now. And I don't know like what's up with him, but there are a lot of things going on in terms of uh, whether or not guys are vaccinated and things of that nature that, for me, stole the show on day one of Media Day because we're laughing about it but at the same time like we're still in this public health crisis and have been for going on 19 months now and i don't know where the finish line is like before there were projections about you know we might be good by this point by this point but if people keep resisting as some of these nba players are it's only a handful it's not many but then we're not going to quite get out of this and that's why um you know this is not a uh, personal decision to not get vaccinated like we all have to know because this is actually a public health issue so players who are opting the personal decision thing Kyle Kuzma did the same thing Bradley Beal did that he said for personal reasons that I'm not going to tell you I'm not getting the vaccine and then proceeded to tell us all the reasons that he's not getting the vaccine um and so on and so forth so there you go Gerard and and, uh, Jamal, were you guys surprised at all at how much the vaccination story or the anti-vax stories dominated the first day uh, of media day around the NBA? I mean, not for me. Look, NBA media day is typically like the first day of school, right? Everybody's happy to see everybody. The players come in. Oh, it's good to see you guys, man. Everybody's laughing, joking. Everybody loves each other. Shit is all good. That's a normal NBA media day. Everybody comes back. I'm in the best shape of my life. We're going to play fast this year. All the usual cliche stuff you get. Ho-hum, boring. Oh, the anti-vax stuff took over because that's the story, right? Like, in media, what sells is what is controversial, right? Let's put it like this. If the league was 100% vaccinated, what's the story? Right? And I ain't getting a whole lot of clicks. WNBA. WNBA almost is. Agreed. You know what is getting clicks? Kyrie might be into a satanic cult, which says that the Moderna vaccine has a microchip, right? Like that gets clicks, that gets views. So yeah, it's no, it's no surprise that the anti-vax story is taking over uh, NBA media day. Marv? Yeah, no, I agree. I wasn't surprised at all. I mean, that's the story, like Gerard said. I mean, that this is the story that's going on, especially when, when you're talking about the Nets and Kyrie Irving. I mean, I was in the news for the past few days. So this was kind of like everybody was anticipating uh, what would happen at the Nets uh, media day. So, you know, Kyrie showed up uh, via Zoom, uh, which I wasn't, I wasn't even expecting him to do that. So that was a bit of, of a surprise. So we got to hear from him. Um, the only other thing besides the vaccine that was, that was interesting, I thought was, you know, what Brian uh, uh, texted to our chat was the uh, Embiid reaction to Simmons. I thought that was, that was pretty good. But yeah, other than that, it's, it's all about the vaccine. 
with that being said and everything being all about the vaccine, guys, we have to we got to bring it back to, to the NBA's vaccination uh, policy, if you if you shall say. Right. So there isn't a mandate for everybody to be vaccinated in terms of players. We have staff that has to be vaccinated. People who are around the players have to be vaccinated, but all the players do not have to be vaccinated. And obviously that was agreed upon with the Players Association and so forth with that. How do we feel about that? Is this good for the league uh, going going forward? And do we see this being more problematic as we go forward in this season? Because if you have 100% vaccination, Gerard, as you mentioned, right, this would not necessarily be a story and it would be obviously safer for the league. But do we see this being a problem? And I guess, you know, I'll get to another question later about if dudes are really willing to sit out and lose money. But do we see this being a problem with the health and safety of the players of the league that everybody says they care about? I mean, yeah, right. It's a problem because if staff members, arena arena workers, officials, everybody except for players have to be vaccinated, but they don't, yeah, that's a problem because you're separating, right? And of course we know why. The players have maybe the most powerful, although baseball might be the most powerful union, but maybe the second most powerful union in all sports in the in the MBPA. And we know that any type of bandit, uh, vaccine mandate was not going to be agreed upon by the PA. We knew that. Right. Okay, but regular people who work in the NBA, trainers, whomever, uh, league officials, they don't have a they don't have a a union. They got to just do whatever, whatever the deal is. If Adam's like, hey, man, you ain't going to have a job here if you're not vaccinated. What you going to do? Not get vaccinated? Of course you are, depending on whatever your 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 situation is. But this is problematic because you're, you're putting you're putting other people's lives at risk. Right. When you have players who choose not to get the vaccine and do Lord knows what in their free time, engaging and mingling with whomever, let's say I'm a trainer, right? And I've got to be really up close with these dudes, massaging them, doing all that kind of jazz. I got young kids at home. Let's say they have some kind of health condition and a kid's under 12 who can't get the vaccine because it's not mandated, it's not uh, appropriate, uh, approved yet for under 12 year old kids. That ain't cool. I mean, Murph, you you and Dex have kids under 12. You would not be down with somebody who has to mix around people who are unvaccinated coming near your kids. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think it, I mean, it's obviously problematic. I think in a perfect world, we would want all the leagues to mandate uh, the vaccine. We want every, we want, you know, all the states to mandate the vaccine, but that's not the world we live in. It's not the country we live in right now. And, you know, besides the, the Players Association being powerful, we know the NBA is a players league. And we talk about it being a players league as far as contracts go and being able to force your way out of situations. This is another example that it's a players league. The league does not want to even alienate some of their some of their biggest stars. They know that the stars make the money. So they're not they're trying everything they can not to impose certain things on these stars and they're just hoping that these guys come around on their own. Of course, you know, when it comes to referees and and support staff, they have no problem uh, mandating it for them because, you know, you know, they're expendable. Any, any of these people who don't want to get a vaccine in those areas, they'll just replace you. But they can't do the same with the players. Uh, the NFL is actually doing a surprisingly good job to me. Um, they might even have less, uh, definitely less uh, high profile guys who are who are coming out as anti-vax. So, um, you know, it, it's troublesome, but it's not surprising. And, and then just go to what's going on in society. It's just a reflection of society. Where you have, you know, all, a whole a huge segment of the population has, you know, has been misinformed, is spreading misinformation, 
um, it's, you know, anti-vax. It's just crazy right now. So it's just, you know, it's just part of society what's going on in the NBA right now. Now, with that being said, just to bring it back to, we know that with the NBA's vaccine policy, there was something that if you wanted to get a religious exemption uh, from the vaccine, although I would like to see the religious text that says they are against vaccines, I still would like somebody to prove to show that to me right. um, and should see where that exists. I do not think that it does, but that's a whole nother thing. Andrew Wiggins tried to get this. He was denied by the league. We don't know what Andrew Wiggins is going to do, right? It, it, as as far as as far as this goes, he's going to get the shot and play. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, I don't, I don't know why the religious exemption thing is a thing because I'm pretty sure God would want you to take the shot, bro. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Pretty God sure. made the shot. Saying, like, pretty sure. Pretty well, sure. Well, I, well <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I don't even want to get all religious with whether you believe or what you don't believe in here, but most people who believe in a higher power, right? They believe in love and peace and health and safety for all and so mm-hmm. yeah like, but they but, but they real funny about this max though they real <laughs> funny about that i think the wiggins thing is interesting that you brought up dexter because look and the Kyrie thing too because those are two of the more prominent people who who are who are not vaccinated and there's specific issues with them because of the cities in which they play their home games right san francisco and new york city which mandate that uh for the type of jobs they have anything indoor any kind of gatherings, you must be vaccinated to be there, right? Okay, that's that's one thing. My position, and I'm sure we all saw the Wiggins video of, of his press conference today, and Kyrie, it's like, I want to keep it personal, I want to keep it personal, I want to keep it private. It's like, okay, on the one hand, you do have a right to privacy. On the other hand, you choose to make certain things public, right? Particularly when it comes to misinformation, Kyrie Irving, about the vaccine. Well, you can't now decide, oh, with this, I don't want to tell you about it. It's like, no, dog, like... You open Pandora's box, right? If you don't want to talk about it, you shouldn't have put anything out about it. But you started already. So now we get to ask you questions, particularly as it relates to your inability to play home games. Because as media members, we're asking about the basketball, right? You are an integral part of this team. You might not be around for 41 games. How do you feel about that? Because you care about your teammates and the brotherhood and all that, right? How do your teammates feel about it? How do the coaching staff and the GM feel about it? Probably not great, but they're going to support you in public because that's what they do. They all rally behind you. But that in of itself is extremely selfish. And again, if you are so strong in your convictions to be, I'm I'm anti this, you should be strong and say it with your chest and come out and say why. Andrew Wiggins today was like, you know, the reason why I'm not telling you is because it's my decision. I don't ask you about your beliefs. Say, but we ain't public people. You are. So we get to ask you about your beliefs. And if you're that confident, say it with your chest. What, what do you believe in? What's and the also, reason? It's not a private decision because we all are going to know what decision you made, right? You know, based on whether you play or not. It's exactly. Not, well, it's not private. Like, so what do you what do you even say? Like, <laughs> right. Like, like you want to keep this private? We're going to know. Right. We're we already know. know. We already know right. you don't have it. <laughs> right. And, and on top of that, we should know, given everything that, like, again, this is a public health thing. Like, we should actually know whether or not you're right. vaccinated so we know whether or not we want to stay the fuck away from you or otherwise. So. <laughs> no, that's, that's an excellent point you brought up, Brian, yeah. right? Kyrie Irving, who is an integral part of the Brooklyn Nets, could not be in Barclays Center today because he is not vaccinated. How is it, Kyrie? Me, I am no integral part of the Nets whatsoever or anything. <laughs> I was there. How, how does that work? I was able to be at Barclays Center today. Your place of employment, you weren't. And you are critically important. Like my guy, like we get to talk about this. No, I, I, I did. Agree. You read I, one I of the that... quotes, by the way. That I mean, there were 
them Kyrie quotes were going around, boy. But there was one that I read in particular that he said on the Zoom. Um, I'm not sure if this is like legit though, because there was like some other erroneous thing well, going you, around. Well, you say it, and I'll and I'll I'll, I'll see if I can. You tell me because because you were there. But he says we've been provided with natural remedies and cures on this earth for thousands of years. Nope, didn't say that. Didn't say that. Didn't, didn't say that. It nope. sounds like some Kyrie shit, though. And that's the thing. And it's really easy because he, he, he that to would his boy. say some wild stuff like that, right? That's what he would say. He did not say that on, See, on this a, film. That's no, so I just, just, just so want to point out. Social media too. I just want to point out, like, as it relates to uh, some of the players themselves, though, like Kyrie, Jonathan, Isaac, who I'm glad is not representing the Puerto Rican national team. <laughs> um, uh, like, a lot of guys... It's not surprising when you look at who in a lot of cases, which I find very interesting. Like some people have pointed that out. Um, there are some people we haven't heard about. Obviously, if Spencer Halls was still in the NBA, we would know where he stood on all this. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I'm curious to see like if we can get like a full running list. But you know, um, oh, we'll, we'll we'll have it. It's like Murph said, it's going to reveal itself. And I think you guys all hit on some good stuff, Brian. I think you hit on the nail on the head talking about. This is a public health crisis, which is to go to Murph's point. This is why it can't be personal. When you affect the team and all these athletes love to say, it's about the team. It's about the brotherhood. I'll do whatever it takes to win. This is all this athlete talk that we hear. If you're going to do what it takes to win and be about it for your teammates, why would you not care about the health and safety of your teammates, the entire organization, and take the vaccine? So for me, if you're not going to do it, and Gerard talked to me about something before the show with this. We're not here to demean or belittle people or do anything like that. But what I will say is it's absolutely selfish. If you're not willing to take that and be down for the team in the way all of these athletes have said they are, it's selfish. That's it. Like you, and, and the thing is, I think, Gerard, you brought up this point, too, about the workers who they're interacting with. And you don't know if they're anti-vax or not doing it. You talked about some of those people being parents like myself and Murph. Murph and I know this with young kids who cannot be vaccinated. We're trying to do everything we can to protect these kids. And this is the whole thing about adults and people 12 and over who can't be vaccinated. It's about protecting the kids. And I really want to ask some people, y'all don't give a damn about protecting the kids, but selfish people don't give a damn yeah. about protecting the kids. So I guess I answered but, that. But I also, I also feel like the, the misinformation, the conspiracy theories and all that kind of stuff allow the, the people who, the anti-vax people to skirt the whole selfish thing because they they're basically playing dumb you know they're play they're acting like they don't know that they're they'll deny that there's a pandemic going on or that that it is as dangerous as people say or that you know what like bill said oh you you can get the you can get COVID anyway even if you if you're on if you even if you are vaccinated so all all that kind of talk you know allows people to to at least to themselves, they don't feel selfish because they're they're denying the whole thing. They just think everybody else is dumb. And and Murph, you, you hit the nail on the head, Murph, beautifully there. That's the thing that I said, Dex, at the start of this show. You're not even arguing the merits of the situation because the people who believe in vaccines and who are believing in doing the right thing from a public health standpoint clearly believe that vaccines work and they're effective, and we have all the evidence to show it. The people who are not. Are literally denying the very validity of vaccines, right? So they so you can't even have an argument with them because they don't even think it's real. It's like, nah, this is some bullshit. Vaccines ain't real. They give kids autism, like all kinds of. But guess what? Whether we think it's crazy or not, that's at the fundamental core of what these people believe. 
So we can't argue about COVID because we're coming from two different point of views, right? I am someone who believes in vaccinations. If you don't, what, how can we talk about COVID vaccines? You're already out, right? And it's this idea of the scientific method. And I really want to go here because so many players talk about research and doing my own it. And it's just nonsense. And I hate hearing this because none of this stuff happens. Like, this is an exhaustive process. We all, I mean, everyone here on this podcast is a college graduate, but we learned this shit in like elementary school science class, right? First, how do you start an experiment? You have an observation or a question, right, about something. Hmm, let's talk about vaccines. I question the efficacy of vaccines. Okay, what's my next step? I got to research that topic here. Now, this kind of research, exhaustive investigative research about vaccines. After I do that, I then come up with a hypothesis, right? My hypothesis is the COVID vaccine doesn't work, whatever. How do I have to prove that? Test it with millions of experiments, right? I have to analyze the data and the results of those experiments and report some kind of conclusion. Nobody who says they're doing their own research does any step in anywhere in that thing. Nobody. They go on Facebook or whatever silly internet YouTube University, Gerard. There you go. And find something that agrees with their point. Yeah, this is it. Cool. That's not research, friends. And it could be. <laughs> it could be Nicki Minaj. Gerard's Trinidadian sister. Gerard's Trinidadian I ain't claiming her like that. Time to claim people. You know what I'm saying? Jonathan Isaac on my end. You know what I'm saying? Gerard with Nicki Minaj. Chill, chill. No, no, no. Murph with Michael Porter Jr. Fellow Lyston. You know what I'm saying? Tough out here. Women's boxing. Puerto Rico. something real quick to what Gerard said, because I think that was fantastic about the scientific method and the processing. I rock with all of that. I'm with you 100%. My thing about this in terms of players who are anti-vax in any sport outside of the NBA is like, bruh, you did not get to where you were playing any sport at any level if you weren't vaxxed. You couldn't play high school sports if you didn't have vaccinations for polio, which was killing people at the beginning of the last century. Measles, mumps, rubella, uh, now chickenpox that kids are vaccinated for. You have been had the privilege to play these sports at certain institutions because of vaccinations. Like, vaccines have literally allowed you to get to the point of where you are now, not to mention just society as a whole and being health and safety from some of these, some of these other diseases that years ago, decades ago, were actually killing people. So when you say, so then my question to those people, and though I agree with Gerard and I agree with Murph that you're not arguing the same thing, I, I'm with y'all on that. My question just is, why is it then this vaccine in particular that you are against and you weren't against all those other vaccines that literally allowed you to be in the position 
of where you are today. Just want to put that out. There, there are there are other great forces, points, by the way. Dave. There are other forces out here. Okay. A word. Um, a word. There are other forces <laughs> out here that are pumping in this misinformation, um, and it was done during the Trump campaign. Uh, you know, it's with all the the Russian interference and in, in uh, you know on the internet. I guarantee you, half of this the misinformation about the vaccine is coming from is coming from other countries. Okay. And they know how vulnerable our society is <laughs> and how, and how, uh, I mean, let's, let's face it. We have, we, we live in an uneducated society Facts. Facts. and I don't want, like, I, I try to refrain from, from, from talking about it in this way, because you, you tend to sound elitist if, you know, if you're a college grad or whatever, but, but it's just what I see in terms of I'm, I'm seeing, you know, a lot of these, most of the people I know are almost, it almost breaks down fully. Like the people I know who are highly educated have got the vaccine. The people I know who are, who are not highly educated are like questioning the vaccine. So, you know, and I, and I think that other, you know, people are taking advantage of this um, and, and pumping information to people who, who, you know, they want, they lack control of their lives and we all lack control of our lives to some extent. But the poorer you are, the less mm-hmm. educated mm-hmm. are, the less mm-hmm. the less control you may have over your own life, and you mm-hmm. seek that mm-hmm. con- you seek that control of that, or you wanna you wanna be able to say I have knowledge about this, and these people are are mm-hmm. dumb, kind of like what people have been doing to you your whole life. Mm. So I think that's part of it. No, no and, on to- I, and on I think top you're of that, Murph, that there. and on top of that, Murph, to add to that point, like now it's so easy to get misinformation. Oh, uh, like we're in the quote unquote information age. Where we should be getting smarter, <laughs> right? We should Gosh. be getting smarter about things, but now we're just so exposed to misinformation where it's very easy. It's like what Gerard indicated earlier. You can very easily just search whatever you want and find something that sort of is on your side about it. Like it doesn't matter what it is. You can find anything that reinforces your point online anywhere. And to do that and not have the wherewithal to sort of make the distinction on what's real and what's not is actually kind of commonplace right now, which is scary, especially for the next generation, because they're looking at the adults sort of argue about this and have, you know, sort of everything play out in front of them and how are they going to come up? So it makes me also fear about like what's to come because this is one level of this. I'm not sure if we're going to get smarter as a society, but you know, we'll see. I, I do, I do have faith that there are enough smart people out there, but you know, and, and Dex, before before you go forward, Dex, yeah, I will say yeah. we're, we're in a vulnerable stage as a society as well, right? A lot of our citizenry is vulnerable. Um, we talked about Nicki Minaj. We joked about Kyrie and these people. People have a sense and a need to want to feel like they belong to something or be connected to something, right? Yep. And that is the failure and the problem of celebrity culture, right? You see it with Nicki Minaj stands, the barbs whomever, right? Like people feel like, oh, I'm part of this club and this group. And like Nikki becomes a deity figure in that way, right? And so they identify themselves as a barb and they have to defend her, right? Because they see it as some kind of like, no, this is this is my identity. This is who I am. Nikki gets me. Like we're the same. Like, and it, you can laugh, but it's true, right? Okay. Only people feel that way. <laughs> and that's the problem when people like Kyrie and Nicki Minaj Say whatever they say. It's like, yeah, we ain't gonna listen to y'all because y'all dumb as fuck. But right. those people are going to listen to you because right. they are vulnerable. And when you are putting out misinformation, 
they are the ones getting hurt because let's keep it a buck. If Nikki or Kyrie get COVID and get incredibly sick, they're getting rushed to the best healthcare facilities that are available and taking whatever is necessary to try to nurse themselves back to health, vaccine or not. You broke ass person, wherever you live, ain't going to happen. You get it and you get it bad, probably going to die. Right. And that that's the situation. Right. And it's really unfortunate that those people don't recognize the influence they have when they say these things. Right. Like Kyrie's extremely popular with kids and it relates to basketball. Murph, what if what if Kareem came home and was like, yo, dad, Kyrie really be onto something? You'd be like, boy, you better get that, <laughs> you better get that thought out your head right now. Right. But yep. that's the idea. Like, and these guys that and listen, part of that is the is the problem with celebrity and what we've done to make that a culture. But these athletes and these entertainers know that, and they have to be better about what they put out there. I like Gerard, that, you, I like Gerard, that you put real, it back on society. Go ahead, real, real quick, Dex. Gerard, to your point, we've actually seen this play out, too, with the last dude who was in office as president, where he would have these speeches and they would have these big gatherings amid COVID before we even had vaccines. And we would hear stories and read reports about people dying who attended these, who got COVID, whatever, whatever. And then, you know, when he had it, he was able to like get on the helicopter, go to the best facility ever to get treatment, and he was good in a few days. And he acted like you know this was Matter, not only not only get treatment, Brian, get treatment that is not available to the public. That's yeah. fair, right? Get treat, right. get the best treatment and stuff that only people of a certain stature could afford could get. He probably didn't pay for it because the president after no, we all, paid like, for it. Yeah, we paid for it. Exactly. Even, right. we exactly. paid for it. Even, <laughs> even beyond that, before people people contract COVID, right? You have, you know, some of these like celebrities or athletes, you know, they're in a position to take better care of themselves in the first place to yeah. where they don't have the comorbidities or, or, you know, they're not overweight. You know, they, they have, have access to, they live in neighborhoods where there's a Whole Foods or, <laughs> or whatever. And you're preaching to people who don't have that same access and you're, and you may, you're saying, oh, you know, you don't need the vaccine. You can just you know, live a, a healthy lifestyle and, and be in good shape, mm-hmm. even though that, even that argument is debatable and, and probably not true. Like, because anybody could get COVID, whether you're healthy or not. Right. You know what I'm saying? But even if that were true, you're, you're preaching to people who don't have access to, you know, to healthy foods. They, they couldn't get in shape if they wanted to. And you're, and you're telling them not to get the vaccine. It, it's, it's like Dangerous. it's like what Kareem Abdul-Jabbar said in his in his article. You have blood on your hands. And one one thing that uh, Jabbar Abdul-Jabbar said that I think is great, where he's where he's talking about he he wants he wished that all the leagues would have would have mandates. And yes, everybody does have the choice whether to get the the uh, vaccine or not. You don't have to get it, but then you don't fine. Then take a true stand. If if it's so mm-hmm. morally objectionable to you. Take a stand. Don't play. Forfeit the money. You know they're not going to do that. You know why? Because they they can't be that morally objectionable. Because there's no truth behind it. It's 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 you know it's built of of cards. It, mm-hmm. If you went and did the if you went and did the research, you say it all falls down. So of course mm-hmm. you're going to get the shot and play because every doctor you go to is going to say yeah that's probably the smart thing. <laughs> <laughs> right. The doctors the doctors are going to tell them that. I want to move on, guys, to this uh, not when I'm still on this anti-vax topic because this is what we're going to talk about. But Matt Sullivan of Rolling Stone wrote a fantastic piece called The NBA's Anti-Vaxxers are trying to push around the league. (laughs) And it's working. And yes, Brian, Nets fans are tight. And I do think it's disappointing the fans of teams that are trying to defend players 
who were saying this rhetoric as Gerard was bringing up oh, about their barbs and these other things. Well, the, real the quick, next, before yeah. you continue, to, to sure. Gerard's point, of all the players in the NBA who have these legions of stands, Kyrie is up there. And that has right. a lot to do with the sort of visceral reaction that Matt Sullivan received for his reporting and along with the damn fact good, that, right. damn good reporting, we should say, and and along with the fact that people just hate reporters now and feel like he's a grifter who backstabbed Kyrie, whatever the case may be, and you know I don't care about any of that shit. Um, he's gotten some stuff out of players that other people haven't, and there's probably reasons for that. So let let let's before before we get as as we get into this, let's just clear this up. This is damn good reporting by Matt Sullivan. He had people on the record, including Kyrie's auntie, on the record. On here, there were other NBA players. Jonathan Isaac was on the record here speaking. <laughs> this, this was good. This was good reporting. What was your reaction to this article? Because this came before Media Day that we're talking about. But between this article now, what we've had on Media Day, what do you think of Sullivan's story? Is this eye-opening for the league? Does this change anything, or is this kind of like, yeah, we kind of knew who these anti-vaxxers were, or maybe, or out there? And, you know, does this really change anything for the league with this story breaking, particularly about World Be Flat? And y'all know who I'm talking about. <laughs> so, so it's funny. I mean, we, we said this um, at the beginning. Again, Matt Sullivan, excellent reporting, great job. Um, I, I'm, I'm believing all the things that he wrote. But we talked about how sport is a microcosm of the largest society in which it inhabits, right? The NBA is anywhere between 85 to 90% vaccinated as it relates to players, right? So that means somewhere between 40 to 60 players are unvaxxed, which means the majority of players are vaxxed. Okay. But that ain't the story. The story is the loud vocal minority, right? And particularly what this loud vocal minority is talking about. Jonathan Isaacs, right, who is uh, deep into his Jesus faith, and I'm not knocking him for that, but that's his thing, Okay. We know about Kyrie and all his stuff, right? Andrew Wiggins, et cetera. I think personally, I mean, for me, it didn't surprise me who were the agents that came out. I mean, we we kind of, we, we, were, I, we were already talking to people behind the scenes, and I was like, yeah, it's this dude for sure. Like, you know what I mean? We already mm-hmm. knew. So this was just, oh, confirmation. All right, somebody actually got it out. We, we know he's not. And today was their physical confirmation, right? Like, he wasn't there because he wasn't allowed, because he wasn't vaccinated, right? And Wiggins, again, anyone who's saying it's personal, I don't want to answer it. Well, you obviously don't have it because there's nothing, if you have it, there's nothing, there's nothing to hide. It's like, I got it, right? We know Jonathan Isaacs doesn't, doesn't have the vaccine. I just, so want, to say, of, I just want to say you brought, up, you brought up that point in the, in the chat that we, we were on. LeBron, who we, we all, I think, assume or know he's vaxxed now, he, he – when they asked him if he was vaxxed, you know, a while back, he said mm-hmm. he didn't want to talk about it. Yep. So and, he, and, he, and he was not vaxxed then. He was not vaxxed then. He was not? No, he was not vaxxed then. And the Lakers said they'll be 100% vaccinated by the start of the season. So it doesn't mean he's, he's vaxxed today. And remember, right. he, they play in L.A., not San Francisco. So he don't have those same requirements. But he did say, or Frank Vogel did say, 100% vaccination by the beginning of the season. So the thought process there is that LeBron will be fully vaxxed by October 19th or whatever the date is that the season starts. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I'm with you, Gerard. I don't think this was a revelation too too much in it, in this article. I think more what I took from it. You guys then can follow up on this. We kind of touched on this a little bit already. The things we heard about Kyrie around Kyrie, aka World Be Flat. We heard this. We heard these things around him, and I was like, Yo, this is dangerous. The 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 notion that he thinks this is kind of linked to some Satanism against black folks and 
you know, could be tracing through a micro trip and all this stuff that was on this Instagram post and the stuff that he's been liking. It's wildly, <laughs> it's wildly dangerous. And for him to then have the attitude today at Media Day, Monday, we're talking about that past, to have the attitude of not wanting to answer these questions, to me, it's just absolutely, it's absolutely ridiculous. And, you know, Murph, you kind of talked about, hey, you as a father too, it's like, I, my daughter ain't wearing no Kyrie jersey. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> for, for a variety of people. You said it's too late. Yeah. It's too late? I'm sorry, yeah, man. He got, he got a couple Kyrie jerseys already. Man. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but like, look, Yo. Simone, Simone ain't getting no Kyrie jersey for other reasons too, but she ain't getting no Kyrie jersey. <laughs> <laughs> just, just wanna let just wanna 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 let that wanna let that be be known. But if we if we tie that into the, the stuff that we saw from we heard from Kyrie today, right, guys? And we heard from Bradley Beal in particular. And Murph, you had brought this up, right? You talked about how with Bradley Beal, he made the comments about how well you can have the vaccine and you can still get COVID, right? Sort of using that as this reason to not get the vaccine. And for that, I feel like it's problematic because I'm always like, all right, well, we do other things in this society to protect ourselves, right? From a variety of things. For example, some of us here on this podcast, some of our listeners, y'all drive. We drive, right? And when we drive, the thing we like to do is we try to follow the traffic rules. We don't run through a red light. We don't run through a stop line, stop sign because it's dangerous. But you know something we do before all that? We put on a seatbelt. I hope y'all do. You put on a seatbelt, right? A seatbelt doesn't prevent you from having an accident, right? But it does increase the, you know, the likelihood that you will not die if you get in an accident. That is literally the same thing as the vaccine. So yep. when you have players like Bradley Beal saying this in a press conference, it's I, don't, I, don't, I, was, about yeah. to, I was about to shame. Yeah. I'm just going to say it's wildly dangerous. Right, and it's and it's not not only that it just shows you how little he knows about what he's talking about because we know that it was never it was never uh, said to us that that having the vaccine would prevent you from getting it. It may we everybody knows that it's possible still to get. The, to get uh, COVID if you're vaccinated. We all know that it makes it harder to get it. It makes it a little harder to spread it, but nobody said you could never get it or spread it. So that's, that in itself shows you that he's not educated about what he's talking about, okay? Then then getting to your, your seatbelt analogy, which is great. I love Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's analogy in terms of, uh, you know, because a lot of the conspiracy theories are, are based in, you know, especially when it concerns black people, they're based in some truth. Like all, this, all these conspiracy theories and stuff like that, they always have a little bit of truth to them. So you know, that's how they get people. And yes, do I, as a black man, trust the U.S. government? No. Okay. But that doesn't mean that everything the government does, you know, is 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 going to be harmful to me or doesn't make sense. Right. So yeah, you wear a seatbelt when you drive, and like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar said. I don't care if a racist created the seatbelt, uh, right. invented the seatbelt. I don't care, but I know it works. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? So, yes, right. they, people, you know, the, the, the country can still be racist. The government can still be out to get you, but you still have to open your eyes and make intelligent decisions. And the, and the, the, the information is out there, and it's pretty obvious that the vaccines work, that this is the way to go. But... Yeah, and, 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 and real quick, 
And regarding the microchip thing, yo, Kyrie, they already got us, fam. If you got a phone, they got you already. Well, that, I mean, that, like, that's, I mean, come on, my guy. They, they already, like, in terms of trying to install this and whatever, like, we all have smartphones, laptops. We're all being watched. I'm talking through a webcam right now. Right. Somebody's probably checking me out. Like, we, if the government wants to get us, dog. they can get us at any right. second. Right. By the way, I want to point something out for people again, but Murphy mentioned misinformation. What do the government got to do with a vaccine? Created by commercial companies, right? Whose Gerard, sole you and I spoke about this. Yes. Is making a profit. <laughs> yes, they don't got shit to do with the government. Let me tell you something about what Pfizer and Moderna and J and J care about: making money to the tune of billions of dollars. Okay, like this got shit to do with the U.S. government. <laughs> they are, you know, why they made the vaccine so fast? Damn, you're gonna get all this money from the government buying all these vaccines. Great. And the government's promoting it. Because they want to get people get, back to work. Yeah, and right. also to make money. So the, yes, the yes. economy gets back. Capitalism, like, capitalism like, my friends. Right. People are like, oh, you know, they, how, how come they came up with the vaccine so fast? Like, you know, they rushed, they rushed it through. How come there's no cure to cancer or AIDS? Oh, I'm like, because... Christ. Not a, not as large a segment of the population is affected by cancer or AIDS to shut the whole country down. Right. But this was shutting the country down. So, of course, they, they got on their ass and came up with a cure as fast as possible in order to get the country going and, and to get the economy back going. Yes, it's about money. Well, again, same thing. I don't care if a racist uh, invented these safeguards. I don't care what the government's motivation is for promoting it. The fact is, you have to look at it and, and know that it works, and this is a true and real pandemic. I'm so oh, glad. I was who, so glad. Who, who used cancer? Who used cancer as an example? Oh, I've heard cancer, this before. I've heard that ain't even a you, you, you don't you don't get cancer the same when you get COVID. It's not, of course, uh, right? What is what they, they got nothing to do with each other? Right. Right, we're comparing it to an autoimmune disease. Oh and it's, it's, it's ridiculous. But Gerard had brought up that point to me on a phone call Gerard and I had a couple weeks ago about that with Pfizer. And I was glad he brought up that great point because people like to use that as an excuse about the profit and all that stuff, which is interesting. And this will kind of move us along, guys. It's interesting because we are talking about, particularly in the cities of San Francisco and New York, if Kyrie was really about that life um, and didn't want to play and miss 41 home games and how that will affect his pockets, you know, this affects money. We know it's all about money. Keeping the capitalistic train going, keeping the NBA going has always been about money, guys. What's up, listeners and supporters of the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast? We need some help from you, and it won't take up too much of your time. As we grow, we always want to hear your feedback, so take a minute or two to fill out a short, anonymous survey. The survey link is right in the episode notes for this podcast. It's easy and takes less than five minutes. As always, we thank you for your continued support. Do you believe? I know, Murph, you don't believe. Because you said, nah, these players ain't going to do this. Do you think these players are really about this life? Is Andrew Wiggins about that life and really, really w- willing to risk these millions of dollars? Is I mean, Jonathan Isaac about that life? Is Kyrie really about? Is Bradley Beal about this life? I don't believe it. None, we, I don't believe him. Regular people ain't about that life. Okay? <laughs> they, no, they're not about that life because because there's no there's nothing to to their their beliefs there's no real morality to it because you're you're basing everything on on false on a false premise a false story everything so they there's no way when you know there are a whole bunch of you know regular people in society that were on 
that that say the same thing. They said the same thing. I'm not getting a shot. Not getting a shot. Then when they weren't allowed to go to work unless they took it, they took it because that's how <laughs> that's how they made their yep. living. Yep. Okay, so it's going to be the same thing here. I mean, imagine Kyrie Kyrie's going to going to sit out the the, the forty one home games and, and <laughs> give up all that money for something that he can't even prove to be the truth. Yeah, you it's not like a, it's not like a Kaepernick situation where where it's like real and you have some support, it's like some some real life support, and you know in your heart that it's true, and you're standing up for your people or whatever. What are you? <laughs> you're not standing up for anything here. he certainly thinks he is. But I will say this: like regarding Kyrie, like of all the dudes you mentioned, Dex, he's the one where I could see him taking this very far because that would be very really. Hard. That, that that would be very him. Like well, he he, he, did, he, he did he did back off his uh the world is flat comments right. He was on that at a time and he backed off. Maybe he'll do that publicly. Here too. Go ahead. publicly. I still think, I still think he probably <laughs> thinks that privately and he just doesn't want to like lead into it anymore. All but, these guys left left wiggle room. Like they all say, oh, I'm going to talk to my team. No, sure. I'm going to talk to here's, my team like, and find out do more of Beal said the same thing. Oh, I might do it. I'm going to talk to my team. <laughs> they, they, they're giving themselves room to do it. Yeah, but I, the only thing I would say about uh, Kyrie and why I think he could do it is because, as you all know, I've been saying for at least two or three years, he is a prime candidate for early retirement. Okay, <laughs> and I still think that that holds true, whether or not this will be a reason to push him over the edge. But like. I, I don't see him getting a contract extension max offer from the Brooklyn Nets right now. And I think that, what, he has one more year after this? I could totally see him just not playing and retiring at some point. I don't think that that's going to happen necessarily. I wouldn't put my money on it if we're talking about betting again. But if we're talking about who could take it, like, so far here, because I don't believe Andrew Wiggins. He's half-stepping like hell. Uh, Bradley Beal, <laughs> Bradley Beal, like I don't think he's gonna take it, but so far, you know what I mean. Andrew I think Wiggins people... doesn't have enough fortitude to like get his game right. You think he can stand for something off the? Right? <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that one, boy. What, what, <laughs> wait, what, what about your, what about your boy Brian? What about your boy Jonathan Isaac? No, though? no, I don't think John. <laughs> Jonathan, I he's not, he's not going to go all the way in on Jesus's his vaccine. We don't see, think that's going to happen. See, that's he might. He's he, he going all the way. I think. I, I, yeah, I could see him actually doing it, but the problem with him is like, dude, you're not that good to be able to like really like cause a huge uproar about it. He plays with the Orlando Magic. They might be the worst team in the league. Like, he'd be re he of all the guys we're mentioning would be shooting himself in the foot the most because he hasn't gotten a big contract yet. Everybody else got their money. The rest of them Ky got their money. Kyrie Irving got paid. Um, Michael Porter. Jr. We don't know his vaccine status, but he just, just, got just paid. signed his five-year movie max extension. So, and, and you know, I, I'm so, I was a little surprised Denver did that, but you know, maybe maybe he got the max. I don't well, know. that's because he's a six-foot-ten scoring machine, and them things don't grow on trees. And they're like, no, nah, I'm just saying, man. amid amid <laughs> all of this, but you know, people think he could be Kevin Durant light, so we'll see. Chill, and, chill, and don't, then, don't do that. Don't do that. Then, don't do that. <laughs> people you know, think you know, Gerard loves him, but not that much. You know? Don't do that. Don't and do then, that. And then Bradley Beal. Uh, yeah, I don't see him sort of taking this that far. You know what I mean? I do, uh, so you're, you're basically with Murph that you don't think people are really, they're not really about the life in the way they say they are. Kyrie 1 and Jonathan Isaac 2 on the power rankings. The rest TBD because I want to know who the other players are. And you know what I want to know? I want to know who's the, who's the guy, like who's like, this person's vaccinated, but who, I don't want to name, I don't want to name names, but who's like the 13th man 
It's like, yo, nah, fuck that. I'm not getting that vaccine. Like, no, there is no thirty vaccine. You ain't right. you on no roster. You get, right. You're getting fired. You're getting kicked right. off. We don't need you. I want to know who's the, I want. I want one person to come forward who's like not even in the rotation, who's at the end of the line, who's not a veteran, nothing undrafted, well, you, whatever the case. You're may making be. a good point. You're making a good point there, and showing that the players that are able to stand on this, for the most part, outside of Jonathan Isaac, which you mentioned, they have a level of privilege right here. And they Jonathan Isaac is at least a contract. starter, though. Yeah, but, he but he hasn't got that extension. He hasn't got no. that I'm really set for life money yet. He's in a Those contract other dudes, year, I believe. The other dudes we're talking about, they've got that money. So with that being said, Gerard, mm-hmm. are you, do you believe any of these anti-vax NBA players are really about that life, willing to forego the money? I mean, to Brian's point, you know, Kyrie is going to be only one you could potentially see only because, not because I think he wants to give up money, but in his mind and maybe even in his heart, I believe he thinks he's standing on principles for things, right? So he may want to, as our producer said, he has a walking stick, right? I mean, he, you know, Kyrie That's a very feels, good line, Greg. <laughs> Kyrie feels connected, and I don't want to joke about this, but he, he feels connected to his Native American uh, heritage and all these different things. And there are things bigger in the world that he seems to want to affect change in. So I could see, and again, he could only do it because he comes from the place of privilege, as you mentioned, Dector. He's already signed a max deal, got Uncle Drew and Pepsi money and all that stuff. So he's good money. Like, he don't need no more. He's straight. Right? There's certain guys who can do that. But, you know, these dudes who haven't made that money, Jonathan Isaacs, like, I don't know, my guy. Like, I mean, look, if you believe in Jesus that much, I guess. I mean. Well, let me ask you in terms of Isaac and Beal. They're not in the same situation, right, in terms of their state. Right. They don't have to. Play, right? So. Do they even have to have to get vaccinated? They don't. As they far don't. As the league is concerned, the they league, don't. Because part of that article uh, that we're talking about um, was, you know, how the NBA has been. You know, they haven't been as hard on, no. on the players, no, and, no, the mandates as they have to be. So I, I would assume that Isaac and Beal can can skirt this. They can because they, their states don't require it. And this is something that I talked to Henry Abbott about from True. Well, 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 if, well. Jonathan Isaac's in Florida. So his state oh, yeah, so endorses, he, yeah. you know what right. I'm saying? He, he, like, he, he, he can do whatever. They endorse no vax, no mask. Henry Abbott and I talked about this. And I want to know what you guys think. If David Stern was the commissioner, still, rest in peace, would vaccines be mandatory? Yes. I w- Yo, okay. I so, think so, too. Greg, I, I, I know so. Greg, put everybody on. So I want to get people's thoughts on this also because I wanted – I was going to ask this question. I was literally thinking about this because it's one of the things I thought about. I was like, Adam Silver uh, – and this is not a knock against Adam. I don't. Yeah. I'm not, I think Adam's a great commissioner. It's well, not I even. Call, I, I, it's not even why? calling him soft, but I think he's more forgiving and tries okay. to be more understanding he, and empathetic. Adam. Whereas, Adam is more of a let's work together yes. and like let's be partners. Stern is like fuck you. I'm the boss. Which, which okay. by the way, the Adam that. Silver sort of mentality that we're describing is good in a lot of different ways for a lot of different things. In terms of a management situation, that's who we would all prefer in terms of working with somebody because we've all had bad managers uh, at our respective previous employers, um, some more recent than others. And we all know, like... (laughs) We don't don't want to go to this. Yeah, 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 it's fine. And we all know that... uh, like some people are just going to be more forgiving in that way, and that benefits us, especially in a society that's supposedly being more progressive, et cetera, et cetera. Now, sometimes you need somebody who is just going to, you know, bring out the hammer, so to speak, and pause. 
Uh, David Stern is somebody who would be like, no, fuck that. This league needs to keep going. He would do it for business reasons, but he would like, look, the league needs to keep going. Everyone has to get vaccinated or you're not playing. Like, I really believe David Stern wouldn't play that shit. For and better be or for like, worse. He, he'd be like, take I me to court. If you, if you don't take me to court, I dare you. Let's right. go to court for it. That's, that's what he'd do. Right. And I th- look, there are other people. Like, the NFL hasn't quite done that, but they've made it very, very difficult for you not to like, for you to survive in a league and not be vaccinated, right? Well, well I, th- I think David Stern would actually go the entire way and be like, look, if you're not, I don't care who you are. And I really do believe, like, even if it was a star, even if it was Kyrie Irving, he'd be like, all right, you're not playing, bro. Whatever. I would love that. I, you know, and I, and I know, Murph, you've talked about this in your pod too. I, I did like what the NFL did for the most part with their uh, vaccination stance and how if you, if there's an outbreak on this team, it will affect games and the plays of other people play the pay of other people i should say and when you have a sport like the nfl where it's one game a week <laughs> and you have dudes who are relying on the check you know a draw talks about the 13th man on the team or would they be willing to do this and we're like hell no to that yes yeah, like the nfl the 45th 50th dude on the roster they ain't trying to hear that they're not trying to lose these game checks they're not trying to go back to the practice squad or anything like that yeah i wish there was more of a threat on the players in the nba i think it's disappointing and i hear the points Gerard, you and Brian are making about why you think Stern would have come down harder on this, and I do tend to agree with you guys on this. Uh, but unfortunately, that's not it's not where we are. It's, it's uh, going to be interesting. To, to Brian's point, right? It's like the carrot and the stick, right? Sometimes you need the carrot, right, in order to like have the incentive to move forward. But sometimes you need the stick too, right? Like that. That's that's management and leadership. It can't always be kumbaya and whatever. It's got to be no, no, no. I don't care if I'm dragging you along. I'm dragging you to this point because we have to move this forward, particularly in this issue, because this is about public health. Okay. This is not about like some other willy nilly shit that, ah, who cares? Public health is not, again, he's keeping working. It's a personal decision. MFR, it is not a personal decision because you are going out into the world interacting with other people. Therefore, you are making decisions for them by your non vaccine stance. Amen. Amen to that. All right, we'll put a little bit of ball on this vaccine. Before media day, one thing you guys brought up, we'll just talk about this real quick. The Ben Simmons drama or saga or whatever the hell you want to call it. Ain't ain't Um, much drama. Ain't much drama. Ben Simmons did not show up uh, to media day training camp as expected. Joel Embiid, Brian, you sent that to us in the chat. I thought I agree with you. I thought he handled it pretty well as best as he could in terms of uh, answering the question around that. How do we see this playing out? Ben, I'm going to ask, is Ben Simmons really about that life? Is he willing to miss some game checks if the Sixers can't reach a deal, if they can't trade him? Is he going to, you know, sit out these games and or whatever and lose some checks? I'm not so sure about that. Uh, what do you guys think about that, how this will all unfold? No, I, I think Ben's about that life. No, I, I think he's, he's, he's already drew he's drawn his line in the sand. Because remember, he's already into a deal. So it's not like he's, oh, I ain't got no money. He got paper. He's straight. So I, I think he's – look, he does not want to play for this organization again. He made it clear. We saw the reports. They all tried to fly out to, play to California to see him. He was like, nah, fam, we good. Like, when you're at that point where you don't want to talk to them dudes, it's a wrap. So what's going to happen is Daryl, who doesn't like to lose, Daryl Morey, GM of the uh, basketball operations for the Sixers, he's going to have to swallow some of that, you know, and be like, look, man, we got to just move this dude. Because the longer he sits out – the more and more it's going to wane on them and be a question every time in media sessions. And they don't want to answer that no more. Not to mention him not playing, regardless of what he did in the playoffs, that makes you a worse basketball team right now. 
no Ben Simmons on this roster to start the regular season, you are a worse team than you were prior to. Because for all his failures and things he does poorly, him and Joel Embiid, number one duo in terms of net rating on the floor. All right? You take him away, that's going to hurt. Yeah, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly with everything Gerard said. I mean, what can you do? I mean, you've talked about it, you know, ad nauseum. It's a player's league. And this is another example. Like, players can do this. They can hold up. You know, I don't care if in first year, second year of their contract, if, if they want to leave, they've already, we've already seen from past experience that the player can get out of the contract and can, and can get, you know, at least traded and get, a, get out of that situation. I don't, as far as will he, I agree with Gerard in terms of, Philly, they kind of have to. They have to try to find a deal. Like, period. You don't. You can't have this. Oh, you know, constantly every day you're dealing with this, and it's a distraction. You talk about the fans. Yet, no, are the fans on Ben's side? No, but I think the fans would would much rather get something for him and then boo him. You know, ridiculously every time he comes into into Philly. That's the way the fans will will get over that. And you know, he's like you said, he's already drawn that line in the sand like why if you're not willing to do that you wouldn't have gone this route in the first place and it's you know you got rich paul knows what he's doing and also why would philly want to alienate rich paul you know, mm-hmm. with the clients mm-hmm. he's gonna have that's in the point. future mm-hmm. you gotta, you're gonna have to work with them that's just the way it is that's a that's a great point there uh brian do you think this affects philly and what they can get for ben simmons because he's drawn this line in the sand right now Gerard talked about how Daryl Morey does not like to lose, but you got to take some of the L on this because other teams know you have to deal this dude. You do not have the leverage that you would have had before. So do you think Philly can even get a reasonably good package for Ben Simmons here? They probably ain't going to get shit at this point. Like, <laughs> and it's not even like Ben Simmons, like we've said it before, Ben Simmons was, you know, defensive player of the year candidate last year, uh, is one of the best perimeter defenders in the league and could also defend out of the post. Is a great playmaker, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, offense during the playoffs and things of that nature. Not necessarily a guy that uh, is, has proven worthy of that max contract yet, in my opinion. But on top of that, like, his value is tanked. And more importantly, everyone knows, as everyone said here already, everyone knows that he has to get traded like everyone knows the divorce is coming officially you know they're only separated right now and i just think that you know can you even get tyrese halliburton and stuff from the kings like can you like i don't even know what it is at this point and then on top of that when you're philly even if you get whatever the package is and it's going to come with draft picks most likely because you know how are you going to not get draft picks here what is Philly going to do with all those draft picks? They're going to have to figure out another deal on top of that. Does it become a three-team yeah. deal, whatever the case may be? Might be. Like, might be a multiple-team deal. Right, because they have to win now on top of that. And it's yeah. very rare in sports that you get the scenario where one team is a win-now team and has to remain a win-now team after trading one of their franchise cornerstones yes. and max yes. players. Like, this is so rare on top of that. Right. And, you know – uh, regarding Ben Simmons and how he's acting where like he doesn't want to come back and you know whether he's hurt how it goes or whatever the case may be I thought what Joel Embiid said today was great it's like look it sucks honestly but it's part of the game like you're in trade rumors if you have if you make a certain amount of money or even if you don't like you're just gonna be in trade rumors all the time save for you know LeBron or Kevin Durant or guys of that nature but we're even seeing it with guys who are better than Ben Simmons Damian Lillard who is you know that's 
who uh, Philadelphia wants. Like, he's in trade rumors and has been in trade rumors, and this isn't the first time that he's probably been in trade rumors in his career. And you look at some other guys, like, that's just sort of the game, like, especially in this NBA where player movement is as high as it's ever been. So, you know, I mean, I'll put it to you this way. A lot of people are calling him soft, and I just don't say nothing. <laughs> you wild. You wild. You wild. No, I, 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 like, I, like I like the way MB, you know, put it. He put himself in into the example. He said, listen, if, if uh, you know, if they were offering, if Golden State was offering uh, Clay, Clay. I, even I would agree with that. Like, <laughs> that it's, just, it's just the way it is. So, and and you're also right about Philly. They have to win now. They have to, um, yeah. They can't get can't, worse. Yeah, you can't waste years, Embiid years. Like you yeah, have, and it's you have, you have to win now. So they have to get, they have to do their best they can and get a product out there that that can win. So you know, I mean, and, but, and but, Ben and Rich Paul know what they're doing. They they weren't they weren't stupid here. They knew they knew that Philly, you know, would be in a tough spot and would have to listen to them. And that's what they do. You, do you guys agree though, from a regular season standpoint? No Ben Simmons on the floor makes it a worse team. Absolutely. You mean and they don't absolutely. get anything back? Well, because yeah, yeah. yeah. he's sitting out. And, yeah, and he's yeah, I was gonna say I want to see what they get back, but I don't. You know, I don't. I that at this point we could agree whatever they get back is not gonna be better necessarily, unless it's maybe CJ McCollum and you could talk. And that's why Daryl has to make a move and do Before something because again, starts. Yes. Let's, let's, let's say twenty games and he's still not traded. What, what what do you think Philly's record is gonna be after twenty yeah, years? No, I was gonna say what if what maybe, if they're like maybe. what if they're eleven and nine or something like yeah, that? Right? Exactly. And here's the thing: it. and Philly, Philly, and look, them fans are gonna <laughs> they're gonna let you hear it. And then on top of that, yo, we're joking about the whole Kyrie thing. That is the thing that sort of ties into this because if you're Philly, you should want to see the opening there. Like, yo, Kyrie Irving might not play. And he's somebody who is going to be in doubt all year. And that's on top of the fact that the Nets already have the injury concerns because we saw how last year played out. If you're Philly, you want to go for it now, theoretically, because you probably think that you can take Brooklyn, you could probably take Milwaukee, whatever the case may be. However we feel about that here, they should be thinking that way. I'm sure Daryl Morey does. And if you really do believe that, you have to make a move ASAP. And you ASAP. have to get this you figured cannot, out. And he, he can play there's, no way, there's no way you can have <laughs> no Ben Simmons on the roster and think that this team is going to compete in any way in the Eastern Conference. And I, like Gerard, you said 11 and 9. I forgot who brought up 11 and 9. They could be 9 and 11. After yeah, games. for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, I said 11 this, and 9, yeah. Th- yeah, <laughs> this, this, this roster is not going to be that good. And we know this from all covering and watching the NBA. You're not doing this one superstar star alone. That ain't going to get it done. It's not going to get it done in Philly. So all the pressure is on Maury right now. And I agree ASAP, like Brian said. It's got to get done before the season, the season starts. You need to get if you're going to get other guys in here. If there's going to be a three-team deal, you have to get guys in here to understand playing under Doc, get him into the system, get him some preseason games under their legs, and Ben can do wherever else he goes and gets on his leg. Any the more time this takes, especially before they actually start playing preseason games, the worse for Philly. The worse it is for Philly. The worse not not even in terms of just what they can get for Ben Simmons in return, but it's just worse for the team in terms of team building. We all know chemistry matters and continuity matters you need to get guys in there that can play with Embiid understand what they need to do and the longer it takes the worse it is for the team and the other thing we know guys all being members of the media these questions ain't gonna stop they're going to come every day they're gonna ask Embiid and at some point Embiid's gonna walk up to management and be like look man I'm sick and tired of asking answering Mm -hmm. these damn questions y'all need to get this dude up out of here so I don't have to talk about this anymore 
and that's 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 part of the pressure. That's and absolutely going to be the, part the, of the pressure. The, the, the challenge for Philly is Daryl is okay being uncomfortable in these situations, and it's fine because Daryl don't got to talk to the media. Eventually, you mentioned Joel. Not only Joel is going to be like, I'm sick of this. Uh, Josh Josh. Harris, the owner, is going to be like, because owners, above all else, hate looking stupid in front of their peers, other owners, in the media. And when they go to their meetings and whatever, they start making fun of, ah, what's up with that Ben Simmons thing, whatever. Believe me, they are sensitive to that shit. And he's going to be like, Daryl, I don't care what you got to do. Make this thing happen. Those can be a lot. Real quick on Brooklyn, I was thinking about something as you just said, something, Dex. I wonder about the... Everybody wondered about the Patty Mills signing, right? Like, damn, why need another ball? Did you think they knew all along, like, yo, Kyrie ain't gonna fuck around with this with this shot. Let's just get another ball handler. So just in case you don't play games, we got we got Patty Mills. Because if there's any one team who could stand not could, who could who could afford to lose one of their stars, it's it's Brooklyn, right? Like right. simply that star, right? Not that I'm not saying Patty Mills is better than Kyrie. Calm down. I'm just saying if you don't play for some games, they'd be like, eh. All right. Yeah. I mean, Brooklyn's I mean, entire roster is crazy when you look at when you look at that roster and all the guys they got that could at least give you 15 minutes mm-hmm. of, of you know really good play. So what Blake Griffin did last year, mm-hmm. everybody thought he was done. I mean, you got like Millsap, you mm-hmm. got mm-hmm. Aldridge. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I like a lot of what they did. They got they got vers- uh, Bembry is very vers- mm-hmm. versatile. Mm-hmm. Um, you got Bruce Brown back. They got so many guys, man. That can that can you can plug in there, but let me let me just go back quickly to Philly, and I just want to say, so you know, address this Doc Rivers thing because he keeps on saying in <laughs> that he didn't say what, he, what you said. I mean, and he was real sensitive about yeah, that today. Yeah, he, he was, was real, real sensitive. sensitive. Dude, yeah. I, I, you know, I'm a Doc Rivers fan. You said that you we caught it on tape. Up, yeah, you went up there and they asked you if you if they thought. You could win a championship with Ben Simmons, and you said, "I don't know the answer to that." Well, you were, Murph, you were answering I, another. He was not answering another question. Yeah, well, right. I was gonna, I was gonna ask you about that, Murph. How did you feel about what he said today? In terms of, he talked about how we need to, we the media need to understand intent in what he was saying. No, and no, I was, we got I, you, dog. I was sitting there like, bro, you answered the question. Yeah. I said the next day, like, what? The next day, you intended something different. I get it. You know, <laughs> but, but, at, but at the time, this is what you said. And it, to me, it was egregious. I'm not blaming him for the for the Ben Simmons situation as it is right. now, because you know Ben Simmons probably deserves most of the blame. Um, but it was Doc Rivers, and he brought this up today. He was like, "Who's been a bigger supporter of Ben Simmons?" And he's right, nobody. But you supported Ben Simmons, the player he was all year long. You said you you told the media you didn't care if he if he was mm-hmm. an offensive threat. Mm-hmm. You didn't care if he mm-hmm. shot. He brings mm-hmm. everything else to the table. So then you go into the playoffs. And he and he doesn't take any shots, and then you lose, and you throw him under the bus. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, mm-hmm. just, just own it. You still don't think he could be a championship point guard? You can say that's fine. I mean, that's that's fine if you like. Just stay in it. Like like we said, but we know we've done a whole podcast. Say, say, say it with your chest, man. A lot of people not chest. saying things with their chest. Say it with so your chest, man. Before we get up out of there, but how do because the NBA season is upon us, and we'll talk more NBA, of course, through various platforms, but. Who is everybody? What's your early pick to win the NBA championship? I know uh, Gerard and Murph, you guys were riding with Brooklyn last year. Uh, Murph, you talked about how crazy their roster is. Are you riding with BK once again? Yeah, I'm riding with them again. They're better. You know, they're, they're deeper and better. I look at, like I said, I was looking at their roster. They got like 15 guys <laughs> that, that have played, like that you know can play. Like you know can play at least 15-minute stretches at a high level. Um, so they're, they're better than last year. I give Sean Marks a lot of credit for, for 
the way he puts together teams. Even last year's team, I thought he did a great job surrounding those guys in a short period of time. Um, to me, the you know health, it's all about if they stay healthy or if Kyrie Irving plays games, right? You know I mean? <laughs> but, if, but if he does play games and they stay health, healthy, I think they're the best team in the league by far. Yeah, I mean, this to me, Dex, is, is an easy no-brainer. Again, if they're healthy and Kyrie's playing games, there's not a team in the league that can play with them. It's just, I mean, shit, we saw it without them being healthy. They almost damn near beat Milwaukee, the eventual champs. Like, their biggest thing, we talked about a team that can afford to lose superstars. The one dude they cannot afford to lose is Kevin Durant, right? That's the guy. Like, once he's healthy and then everybody else is playing, they straight. Nobody can mess with this team. Brian? Just say to Miami Heat. Just say to Miami Heat. We know you want to say the Heat, so just say I mean, let, let, let's, let's be real about that. The heat, the heat cannot be Brooklyn healthy. Cannot. I don't. Well, Brooklyn's not going to be healthy, though. I just, you don't know I, that. I, I don't know there that. we I go. Refuse, there I we go. I refuse to believe that. I just refuse you don't know to that? believe that. I refuse to believe that the Brooklyn. Hold on. You sound, you sound like the same people that refuse to believe that the vaccine could work. Sound just like them. Except there is actual <laughs> evidence to the Nets not being healthy last year, which, by the way, I had said that last year, that they weren't going to be healthy toward the end of the season. It's a new year. And it ended up happening. So, you know what? I'm just going to say that I don't think Kyrie Irving has a major impact on the season. I don't think the Nets are going to be healthy all the way through. I think we're overestimating their roster. And, you know, Blake Griffin was nice, but is he going to do that for a full season? Is Marcus Aldridge going to be good? All these questions going on. The only problem is in the Eastern Conference, ain't a lot of teams that I'm going to be confident about. So, you know what? I'm just going to put like, all right, I'm going to turn this into a betting thing, right? And who's the team that I'm going to put my money on in terms of odds? I'll go with the Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> what? First of all, shut up. <laughs> no, I'll go no. with the Dallas Mavericks. You might put I'll your money in. Dallas Mavericks. Listen, if you're a superstar, the shit just happens a little bit sooner than you expect. I'll put money on Dallas. <laughs> Luka, no, Dallas no, no, no. Do you, do you, you know believe that? Da- do you believe? I asked I ask Murph. I'll do Porzingis for Ben Simmons right now. Hold on. I <laughs> asked Murph and I asked Gerard who they think is going to win the championship. Now who are you going to pick and you think is the best value because the odds. Who do you – you tell me you think the say Dallas it, Mavericks are going to win the championship? Say it with your chest, Brian. You don't believe I that. Am who going, do you believe? I am going to pick the Dallas Mavericks to win the 2022 NBA title. Okay. That's what I'm Okay. Okay. Oh, no, who was picking Milwaukee last year after they got out of the playoffs in two embarrassing ways or whatever the case may be? Like, I don't care about being right about this shit. I'm telling you right now who I think is going to win the NBA. The final. Dallas Mavericks. That's I love Luka. I'm right team Luka all day. We're you picking know, the Dallas Mavericks. I'm, tra- I'm, I'm trading. I'm trading Chris Asporzingis for Ben Simmons straight up. Here's you don't your believe. problem. Here's he, my yeah, problem. He don't, he don't believe, don't believe that. that. You know what? You know what, guys? I might as well be as ridiculous. Why don't I just go out and pick the why there not? You go. Why, why, not? why not? Why not? Since we're being ridiculous here, why not? What are the odds? What are the odds on the Knicks? What are the odds on the Knicks? Might be I don't know, but I don't believe they're going to win the championship. <laughs> I don't, make I don't I, believe yo, they're going to win the championship. Hold on. If you look at the Western Conference, it's really not that crazy. Okay, the Lakers. Mm, I'm hold on. Sh- if I'm, you look at the Dallas Mavericks roster, it is that crazy. Like. Who did I, like? Who do you? Who are you trusting Luka on that team your, besides Luca? Luca is your boy, right? That is my you guy. Love I, I love Luca, and I'm he's still rational. One he's one guy. Chris Asporzingis, I think, will bounce back and have a decent season. I think he will. But you know what? We don't yeah, trust. Yeah. Well, what? What are you saying on picks and props, Murph? He leads the league in uh walking off the court right behind <laughs> Anthony Davis or whatever. Yeah, this is why I'm not trusting that. And you're gonna put your money on them? Sure. 
I mean, no, hold Brian on. wants to actually pick the Lakers, is what he really wants to do. But that same faulty argument he used with the Nets about injuries applies to uh, Lakers, so he uh, can't use it there. Uh, like, Shit. And you don't want to pick Miami because he knows deep in his heart, Miami really ain't that good. I guess that's why he's going crazy with Dallas. I, I, I think so. Why. Yo, Brian, stop trolling the people here, man. <laughs> he, he hung up. He, he, he left. He, he, left. So he couldn't take it. He, he left. So he, he got so mad. <laughs> he got I so dare, mad. How dare you just the heat? <laughs> oh, you, know, you, know, you know what Brian just did? You know what he just did? He was like, it got too personal. <laughs> it got too personal for him. And uh, he had to leave. Uh, he had to leave. Uh, it got too personal. I pressed the wrong button by accident. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, wait. I, call, I didn't catch the last part of what you said. What I will say is that you basically you said what you're going, saying is bullshit. That's what, we <laughs> That's what we said. Look, all I'm saying is this. I'm just picking a team who has some dude who's going to be really good this year. Uh, I don't want to pick the Nets. You don't even I just sound really, like you believe that. You don't you know, believe you don't, it. You don't believe but it's it. Not, it's not about belief. It's where I'm yeah, putting my money. Yeah, he asked you. That's the question. The question was about belief. Who do belief. I believe is going to win the championship? Yes. Belief. Yeah, belief. Not money. Belief. You're putting your faith in uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. Like yeah, yeah. Nah, nah. You don't believe no, in Tim Hardaway Jr. No, shit, I think Tim Hardaway Yo, Jr. Brian, more just, games than Carrier. Brian, just keep it a buck and say you want to say the Heat. I don't know if I necessarily see finals. For, but here's the thing. like every Even more than the last couple of years, every NBA team is so flawed this year that I just don't really have any confidence in anybody again. And I was saying the same shit last year. Um, I actually think Phoenix could repeat because I don't think anybody in the Western Conference is all that uh, imposing and you know great or whatever the case may be. I think Denver honestly would have been my pick had Jamal Murray been healthy. We don't know if we're going to see him this year. The Clippers with Kawhi Leonard, if he was healthy and he's listing himself day to day, which was the most underrated and funny thing uh, that happened today, given that he has a partially torn ACL. He's saying he's day to day, whatever. But that's another one where I'm like, do I have confidence? Who are in you picking? <laughs> I don't know, dude. Okay. I don't know. All right, he's on the Honestly, side. I don't know. He's, he's on the side. No offense. Look, I will say this. I think if healthy, the Nets uh, should have this. I think they will win. If they're healthy, I'm with Murph. I, I like their roster. I know Brian doesn't want to get the Nets fans too excited because they're gonna come at him, and he doesn't want them to be on this Kyrie bandwagon. I, I get all that. They I, don't even. They, they barely. They barely listen I, to the pod anymore because we chase them all away. And yeah, well, well, that it, it is. It's it is what it is. What, whatever. Um, I'm. A, I'm. Think, a, you know what? I'm gonna just. I'm gonna just for now. I'm gonna just pick the Bucks to repeat because I don't. Okay. Know. Fine. He, the Bucks he made a pick. He picked the Bucks. I'm going to, Bucks I'm versus going. Mavs, baby. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm 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 gonna pick the Nets. Um, I think if they're healthy, they're gonna be too tough to beat. I wouldn't sleep on the Lakers as much as some other people are, but I don't trust their age either. And I, I'm just, I, I just want the Lakers to be somewhat good so we can get some more LeBron propaganda season for Gerard. No, that's Lord. all I really want. Be, I got, that's all good. I'm asking. Yeah, I think I think they, I think they will be. All right, but that's it for this episode. Because if we go any longer. Brian's gonna start picking teams like the Sacramento Kings and some oh, other bullshit Lord. that I don't really wanna wanna hear. Talking not not even if Chris Weber were there at this prime. <laughs> Real quick, I do I do wanna say, yes. uh wrote a Latino Rebels piece that y'all should check out. Just wanna let y'all know. It's called no it was based it was based off this is for the listeners too. There was an ESPN study last week on the or rather the lack thereof, the lack of diversity in media newsrooms and sports media newsrooms, et cetera, et cetera, which we've all dealt with. And I wrote a column about that. Shout out to Julio. And uh, it's on Latinos right now, Latino Rebels right now called Waiting for Them. 
in quotes, uh, to hire more people of color isn't going to change media the way it should. And having dealt with some people who you think would be allies that are not, not actually, like, this mm -hmm. is something that I felt was appropriate to write at this time. Because just because, you know, offices are bringing in more people of color doesn't quite mean that those people are actually people who want to see their people thrive. They might just revel in being the only person of their kind in said room, thus increasing their value, making them selfish. And this is how we don't move forward as people. So y'all should check that out. Definitely, definitely can relate. Definitely can relate to that. Uh, that's gonna wrap it up for this episode 194 of the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. Please check out uh, my man Jamal Murphy uh, on the Bros Pod. All the work that he does there. Another great episode, I'm sure, coming up this week. Also, be sure to check out Gerard Hector on Seven Footers podcast and on True Hoop. I know they will be talking about the vaccination mm -hmm. stuff this week, along with mm -hmm. Media Day. So check them in. Check them out on Fridays. I'll bring it in on True Hoop. Always a good time. Uh, with him and Henry Abbott as well, too. That's it. And for Brian, you can check him out a billion tons of places, making picks like the Mavericks to the Heat to win the NBA championship, which is absolutely ridiculous. I didn't pick the Heat. Okay. I'm, I'm not. I'm but not. I'm, you did, I'm, your, listen, heart, but you, you want to. You want I'm to. not I'm not confident in anybody right now, okay? You're going to have to check in with me in October. Okay. You know what I'm saying? October's a couple days away. I'll check in with you on Friday. Yeah. We'll okay. We'll check, we'll check in with you on Friday. So for Gerard Hector. I haven't even bought Murphy, 2K yet, so I'm not I'm not equipped for this right now. You know yeah, what I'm saying? It has to come back to a video game. <laughs> oh, or, you know or, that. Or, or wrestling. So after you mentioned Trey Young coming up with a WWE belt or whatever. Oh, yeah. Okay. He was on SmackDown recently. I don't they even know why I said that no, yeah, why you why you why you get no but here's the thing they brought him uh, out during the smackdown show that was at madison square garden and they booed the shit out of him it was great it was uh, whatever all right for gerard hector jamal murphy and brian flatsack who makes ridiculous picks i'm dexter henry until next time on the a hotel podcast y'all peace